We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. You're listening to the Go Birds Podcast. What's going on, everybody? It is the start of the Players' Lounge here at Chickies and Pete's. The start of the playoff run for the Philadelphia Eagles. And hopefully the start of a run to Arizona and a few more Players' Lounge to come up. Uh, unfortunately, no Ike Reese tonight. He's getting those victory uh, vocal cords ready for the playoff run. But I'm your host, Elliot Shore Parks. And it felt like the Eagles won a game this past weekend considering the... Uh, Giants are coming to town now, but a lot to get into tonight. I am lucky enough to be joined by Ruben Frank, a legendary Eagles writer. And then we have the one, the only, Hugh Douglas. Hi. How y'all doing? Back for another uh, another visit to the Players' Lounge. Um, how you guys doing? Doing great. It's doing a great good? time of year. A lot yeah. of fun. I'm good. I'm, I can't complain. Got that nice week off, you know. Did you guys sit, sit at home and watch football all weekend? Good game. It's kind of weird there's a game tonight. I don't, I'm not sure I'd like that. No. Well, unfortunately, the game tonight was going to be for who the Eagles would play. But, I mean, let's get right into it. And we are going to be joined by Hassan Reddick in the next segment. Um, you know, all-pro Eagles, edge rusher. And a real reason to believe that this team is going to handle the Giants on uh, Saturday. But the, the good news for the Eagles, even though they didn't play this week, is that I think they got the best opponent they could have possibly asked for in the New York Giants. You look at the possibilities of what it could have been. The Giants have no talent on either side of the ball, if we're being honest. They have a quarterback that really shouldn't be getting paid what he's about to get paid. And they're a team that they beat by over 20 points a few, a few weeks ago. So I go into this pretty confident the Eagles will be able to handle business. I'm curious, and I'll go to you first, Rube. Where are you at with this matchup? No, I would agree with you. I wouldn't say they have no talent. Uh, well, if, they, you know, if you look on either side of the ball. <laughs> They've got a couple good players, yeah. but uh, I think the talent gap is pretty significant between the Eagles and the Giants. There's a reason they beat them, what was it, 48 to 22? Yeah. And it wasn't even that close. Up there. Yeah. No, the Eagles had their starters out in the early fourth quarter. They could have scored 60 if they wanted. They're the better team. Uh, Brian, look, I think the Giants' advantage, not advantage over the Eagles, but what makes them good is they're really well coached and they don't make mistakes. Yeah. I just think that only takes you so far. You can beat the Vikings just by playing smart, playing clean, not making mistakes. But once you start playing teams like the Eagles, the better teams in the league, that just isn't enough. And, look, Daniel Jones is better than I thought he was. But he's not going to come into the link and win a playoff game, a conference semifinal game. There's a reason the Eagles are, what is it, 24-6 and six in their last 30 games against the Giants. Yeah. Giants haven't won here since 2013 when Matt Barkley was their quarterback. 
So a little bit better this week for the Eagles. I, I do say. think the Giants are playing. Look, they played better against the Vikings than we've seen them play in quite since early in the season. They're not going to come in here and win this game. Yeah, and I thought that the the game against the Vikings really kind of showed the the good and the bad of the Giants. They are a well coached team. You're right. But a key play that stuck out to me was that third down play, Darius Slayton wide open to put the game away, drops the ball. Hugh, when I look at the talent on the, or the lack thereof, the, the Giants offensive side of the ball, I think this Eagles defense has a really good matchup against them. You know what, I was looking at the, uh, the Giants schedule and I was trying to figure out, like looking at their wins and losses, who was who their signature win? On, on their on their schedule for this year. Yesterday. Well, yeah, yesterday. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, to that's your it. point, that's it. I mean, because I'm looking. You caught Green Bay early. Yeah. And they were a little banged up. Baltimore early <laughs> yes. on. Yes. Proved not to be that good, though. Uh, Seattle. I, I never sold on Seattle. Never yeah. sold on Seattle. So I'm looking at the schedule, man. And, and, and to your point, this is the time where in the playoffs most of the time, the most talented teams, you play better, better, better talented teams. Yeah. And the Eagles are a, a better talented team right now than the New York Giants. So this should be one of those games where you should win this game. So I look at this team in the start of this playoff run. If you think about last playoff runs that have come through Philadelphia, 2017, nobody really knew what to expect from that roster. The chip year in 2013, 2010, you know, there was some hope with Michael Vick. But I think you have to go back to 2004 to start a playoff run where the expectations are as high as they are with this group right now, right? Because in 2017, no one really knew what to expect from Nick Foles. And I know Jalen's dealing with an injury. You guys were both there in 2004. What he, was, he was barely here. Yeah, I was uh, banged up. <laughs> yeah. But I was here. You I were here? There. Yeah, you guys were in Philly. We did a Super Bowl diary. Remember that? Yeah, remember that? Yeah. That, that was, was Jacksonville? That was fun. I hated Jacksonville. Just I was going to say, yeah. We did Congratulations it. to Jacksonville. They didn't want a playoff game. Yeah. They yeah. want a playoff game. Doug has got them out there playing. Dougie P. Yeah, doing Coming his thing. Coming through with the yeah. big win. But, yeah. but 2004, I think going into those playoffs, people had really high expectations. I'm curious, Q, from a player's perspective, and Rube is someone that covered it. Like, what was it like going into that postseason run? Because I think people look at the Giants game and go, all right, yeah, they should win this game pretty easily. It's a place this team hasn't been in a really long time in the playoffs. I'll tell you what. The thing that I remember about, about postseason runs is, is the unknown is, is the biggest factor. Now, yeah. we're sitting here as pundits, and we talk about how we think that, that the Eagles should do this, that, and the third. You just never know. That's the biggest unknown. You know, when you talk about Lane Johnson being hurt, that, that's something that, that is a concern. But when you talk about the talent as a whole and the last time that these two teams played, you feel some comfort in knowing that this Eagles team is better, even with a, with a banged-up Jalen Hurst. But I will say this. When you talk about being in the playoffs and a one-and-done situation, you pull out all the stops. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure that their coaching staff is going to look at every game that they played, the Eagles played in, and they're going to go. They're going to burn that midnight oil and try to figure out something. They're going to go in the lab and try to figure out something to throw a wrinkle in the game and try to get some points quick. Yeah. And then just try to maintain. Because I think that if, if you're going to beat the Eagles, that's probably what you have to do. You can, it can't be a a, a, a a situation where you're in a slugfest. You better come out. You better score quick. And then you let your defense get after Jalen. Yeah, and I just think with this Giants offense, I mean, they've scored over 24 points three times this year. The Eagles have done it 10 times, right? So the Eagles have a way better offense. Some good news for everybody in here. I think Lane Johnson's good to go. You were there last week uh, with me, Rube, talking to Lane Johnson. Uh, I thought he looked good out on the practice field. Um, He talked afterwards about how he was kind of able to practice and not feel a ton of pain. I mean, I think Lane Lane, Lane looks like he's going to be good to go for that, uh, that Giants game. 
Yeah, and even if he's 80, 85%, you'll take an 85% Lane Johnson over Jack Driscoll. Nothing against Jack. He's a yeah, <laughs> plays not, hard. It's not like you got something against him. 80%? Yeah, <laughs> take 80%. 80% over 100% any day. Take 80% Lane. <laughs> no offense to Driscoll, but thank God he's not playing. That's basically what, uh, <laughs> what And when you think about it, you know, you, you're going to get – the entire – all 22 starters are going to be playing. Yeah. How many teams can say that? Now, look, they'll miss Avante Maddox, and everybody's not 100%. But uh, when you can have it, I think that kind of vindicates Nick's, Nick Sirianni's entire, you know, training camp regimen, taking it easy on the players, walk through Wednesdays, resting guys on Thursdays. He's all vindicated because this is the healthiest team in the league right now. What an advantage that is. Yeah. You have full strength going into the postseason. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, again, I think that although they didn't play their best football the last month of the season, I think the concerns that I had, and a lot of people did heading into the postseason, the Giants actually set up well, right? Lane Johnson, I think he'll play well. But the Giants don't really have any elite edge rushers that you have to worry about you there, right? You don't like right? Kayvon Thibodeau? Kayvon, he's fine, but I think he'd even have five and a half sacks <laughs> I was this year. Ki- I was kidding. I was, okay. I was kidding. All right, well, it seemed like you were ready to defend your boy. Uh, your boy <laughs> really? My boy? I'm That's kidding, my boy. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I don't think they have any great edge rushers. Um, I think that the because their offense struggles to score, the Eagles can come out a little rusty on offense and not have to get into the 30s to win the game. I mean, what, what problems do you think that the Giants present for the Eagles? Well, you know, they, they like to blitz a lot. That yeah. might be an issue. So I, I will say this. And I if know I'm that Jalen, I'm like, bring it on. I, I will say this. In, in the playoffs, I think the biggest asset that we have is the running game. Mm-hmm. That slows everything down, especially when you talk about – like Jalen's going to be better than he was the last time he played, but you get that running game going early, man, and that opens up everything else because you got to stop that. And, and this is the time of year where you see uh, secondary players making business decisions. I like to call them business decisions. Nobody wants to tackle a running back that gets a full head of steam. In the cold, too. Oh, yeah. So you saw that. You saw that all weekend. You saw DB some, ah, well, maybe. Yeah. No, that's not, that's not a play that I want to make. You saw them doing that a lot this weekend. So I think if you get that running game going early, man, this game is going to go the way that you want it to go because it's going to open up everything else. Yeah, and the Giants, I think, are 31st in the league against the run. They've really struggled gotta, to gotta stop it. Got to exploit that. I'd like game. to see Shane Steichen kind of stick to it and – I think, I think Sanders has – Miles only has something like 16 first-half carries in the last mm-hmm. four games. I'd like to see him more involved. And if he's still kind of hurting with that knee and it looked like he wasn't 100%, then get Gainwell and Boston out there because they're – I don't think the Giants – we know the Giants can't stop Boston Scott. Yeah, we've seen that. He's the best yeah. running back He's, he's a giant killer, right? He's a giant he's a killer. Giant killer. But I think he's got 10 touchdowns in eight career games against them. Well, it's more than eight, but he's, he and Ezekiel Elliott are tied for most wow. among active players against the Giants. Uh, which is crazy because he's not a regular player, but uh, I, I agree with you. I mean, if they can, if they can run the ball the way they were for most of the season, they kind of kind of just got away from it the last month, which I think goes into why they were kind of struggling a little mm-hmm. bit, especially with Jalen being hurt. If they can run it, I, I just don't think the Giants are going to be in the game. Run the ball, man. Run the ball. Well, and another benefit of running the ball, and I'm not normally run the ball guy. But I do think because of Jalen's shoulder situation, it would be nice to get the running game going so you can lean on it. Hugh, as a defensive player, you know that Jalen is dealing with a shoulder injury. It's yes. well publicized. You played against him with that shoulder injury. How much are you keying in, that, keying in on that heading into this playoff? Uh, you cut the head off the snake, the body dies. I mean, as, as a defender. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to do anything. If, if I was playing, I'm not going to do anything outside of the realm of the game to try to hurt him. But, but, <laughs> but if you're out there throwing the ball 
30 or 40 times. And if, it, like I said, within the realm of the game, I'm going to make him feel it every play. Like, if he's going to do that, if, if Coach Sirianni is going to go out there and throw the ball 30, 40 times in the game, I'm going to make your quarterback pay for it. Now, Rube, do you think they're going to call a different style of offense? Because I think that they're going to run their offense. I think if you have Jalen playing, you have to run him. He's, he's that explosive and dangerous as a runner. But to Hugh's point, if you're going to drop him back there 40 times, you're really putting him at risk. Yeah, but, I mean, you have to run your offense. I think you have to be smart about it. They came out against the Giants in the last game, you know, last week, and first eight plays or nine plays were pass plays. Yeah. So, uh, look, you're going to have to throw it. You're going to have to make plays in the air, and they got two great receivers and a, and a terrific tight end, but uh, you have to be smart about strategic. it. And you got to be strategic it up. about throwing those You passes. have to. And, uh, look, I, I think you can really run against the Giants' front. I, I think that's a tremendous advantage with the Eagles' backs and their O-line against that front. Yeah. No, I, I agree. That's why I started the show half-jokingly saying, I mean, there's just not a ton of difference makers on this Giants team. Whereas if you look on the Eagles, and we're going to talk to one of them in a few minutes, Hassan Reddick's capable of making a difference-making play. Uh, you could argue Saquon on the offensive side of the ball, but the Eagles shut him down the last time uh, that they played. I guess my, my last question for you guys before we have to take a break here and we'll get Hassan up is, do you agree that the Giants were the best matchup they could have hoped for? Like, of all the teams, we're going to see the Cowboys see and Seattle's tonight. worse uh, than the Giants. I, I kind of wanted to see the Cowboys, though, because I wanted to kind of beat their ass here. <laughs> like I, you wanted I, to get them like here I at the was kinda, I was kind of looking forward to that. Because, you know, I, listen, man, I, I got a lot of – I don't know why. I got a lot of Cowboy fans that follow me that like to talk trash. Okay. And I just wanted to shut their ass up. They're like, in the Twitter mentions yeah, talking yeah, to you right yeah, now? Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, all, I'm all about Twitter beef. I mean, I, I, my short time fall, yeah, Twitter it seems like you're, you're about that. Yeah, but I just I was told I got to kind of let that go a little bit. So now, do you, do you hate the Giants more, though? Because I felt. No, I would say the Cowboys. Still the Cowboys? Yeah. Because you know what's funny? I found out about most Cowboys fans is that it's a whole lot of Cowboy fans that ain't never been to the stadium, but they Cowboys fans. <laughs> that is true. Like, like, how, can you be, country, how can you yeah. be a Cowboys fan and never went to the Mecca? Like, seriously. But you've been a Cowboy fan since you was a, a little boy. Oh, I've been a, like a Cowboy and ain't never been to the stadium. Don't even know what it looked like. See, but I think that's because when you were playing, the Giants were better than the Cowboys. The Cowboys haven't been that good for a really long time. Where they have like two or three playoff wins. I mean, three playoff wins since 96. Yeah, whereas the Giants have two Super Bowls. I felt yeah. the Giants were a team for you guys to get over when, you know, early on. Well, no, in the like, like the Giants, I talked about it earlier. The Giants did beat us three times in one season, you know, during the playoff year. Yeah. They did do that. But it, for me, it's like since I've been here in Philly, since I came to Philly, it's always been Cowboys. I always hated the Cowboys more. Yeah. I always hated the Cowboys. And but I think it'll always be like that. If you're an Eagles fan, you probably want the Cowboys to win tonight because they have a better chance of beating the Niners than the Bucks. I agree with that. I think you want the, the Niners out of there. Although I didn't think they looked that good uh, oh, against, against Seattle. But All right, we're going to take a break here. Uh, Hassan Reddick, the all-pro edge rusher, is waiting to come on. We're at Chickies and Pete's, as Ike would say. It's only the number one sports bar in America. So we're going to take a break here, and we'll be right back on the Players Lounge on a WIP. Welcome back. Players Lounge here at Chickies and Pete's, as Ike would say. It's only the number one sports bar in America. be an awesome place to watch a playoff game this Saturday against the Giants. And speaking of that playoff game, we have someone who's going to be a key, I believe, to the victory on Saturday. All-pro, edge rusher, linebacker, weapon, whatever you want to call him. Overhang player. <laughs> 16 sacks, a 
bunch of forced fumbles. Player Hassan, of the month, Player pro the bowler, month. all pro. Hassan Reddick is in the house. Give it up for Hassan Reddick. What's going on, man? How you doing? Oh, man, I'm doing well. Yourself? Feeling rested? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yeah? How was that time off? It was good, man. Got to, got to watch the games, do some early scouting. There you um, go. You know, real good, man. So before we get into the matchup, I do want to say, you've been on the show a few times this year, so... Congrats on that, uh, the All-Pro nomination, Thank the you. second team. Uh, I think that when the team signed you, people had high hopes. You far exceeded them. 16 uh, sacks, as I just said. Now that you've wrapped up your first regular season with the team, just kind of take us through it. You know, the decision to come to Philly, has it kind of been everything you would have hoped and I guess maybe more? Man, definitely more. Um, you know, I said it in an interview a couple of days ago or last week in the locker room. Uh, when I first made the decision to come home, it was purely, you know, based off of being back home, closer to my family, and then fulfilling mm-hmm. the dream of playing for the team that I watched growing up as a kid. Um, but the, you know, now that I made it, you know, after making the decision and the way that the season has went, yeah. man, that, oh man, I, I didn't imagine this. You know, didn't didn't think the season would go this way, and um, shit, man, just happy that I'm here to be a part of it. Happy that I could I could play a important piece in you know helping the team get this far. There was a lot of talk before the season about how would they use you because your game can be so versatile. How do you think Jonathan Gannon, how did you two work together uh, you know, to, to utilize your skills this year and really make the most of them? Just basically an understanding of you know, what this, the scheme calls for, right? This, you know, people earlier in the year, they had uh, concerns as far as me dropping in the coverage. But you know, when, you're, when you're that overhang player, yeah. that, that's your job. You're kind of like in between being a nickel and somebody that rushes at the same time. So we just we, we just talked, man. He just asked me how I'm feeling, asked me, you know, what am I comfortable with? And whenever I'm in a rhythm and I'm rushing really well, man, he just he lets me stay in that, he lets me stay in that mode. And it's, it's just been working so well for us, and I'm appreciative of it. I don't know if people realize you've never been in the playoffs. Uh, four years in Arizona, one year in Carolina. Uh, I don't think you ever had a winning season until this year. Uh, Probably since. One, one winning season. I'm eight and eight, so I guess uh, it was 500. Yeah, like I think 500. your last year at Temple was probably like 10 and four, mm-hmm. probably your last winning season. But how special is it to be? I think you said the other day, usually this time you're, you're planning your vacation, yeah. uh, to, to be you know honing in on, on the biggest game of the year at a time when, I mean, it must, you must be, must be really appreciative to be in this position after five years of not uh, most, most definitely because like you said usually i'll be ready to plan a vacation you know get my mind away and off of football but sitting home this weekend being the number one seed sitting home and getting to watch the games i mean just the way i was feeling the intensity the the the, the anxiousness the the adrenaline that i had watching the games just eager to see who we'd be playing this saturday or sunday at the time i mean it was crazy it was a crazy feeling man and i love it uh, uh, uh you know something that i definitely want to keep feeling year after year after year man obviously a ton of talent on this eagles defense and sometimes you'll see when there's a lot of guys that have big contracts or, or big names they don't all gel together. You know, one person wants to do his thing so he can get his numbers. I think what was cool about the defense this year is you saw so many people have career years. You had a huge year. Josh Sweat, Brandon Graham, double-digit sacks for the first time in his career. How were you able to make that all work, not so much schematically, 
but just gelling together as a team with so many big time players and you know big time personalities I, I think it starts with uh nick honestly when i ever since i came here the one thing that he's preached day in and day out each and every week is the 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 ability to bond the ability to connect as a team and man guys have really taken that thing seriously to the point where you know I said all the time, guys being there playing ping pong, playing pool in the players' lounge, watching TV, watching. We watched some of the college football games together this year. Um, you know, even going to dinners outside, doing doing position dinners. You've seen guys, I think guys just seen the other day where, like, all the wide receivers had yeah. went bowling. You know, so it's just things like that, man, where we were, instead of dividing, because new people came in, we, we did everything to connect and become a brotherhood, and that's what helped us get so far. Uh, into getting towards our goal. Now, do you get to go to like the linebacker dinner, the edge rusher dinner, the uh, the nickel corner dinner? Oh, I yeah, mean, like you, you getting all these meals? Oh, yeah, yeah, I, got, no corner yeah, back I was gonna say which one? Uh, which one do you get to take part I got, in? I, yeah, year? I definitely got special privileges, yeah, man. I get, I, got, I get D line and linebacker privileges, so uh, I love it, man. And you know, I'm double dipping on. Them. <laughs> the, the thing that was really impressive to me was you think about how many new faces are on this defense. James Bradbury, new face. Mm -hmm. Kaiser wasn't here last year. You, um, Epps wasn't playing. He was a really special teams. Um, so many new guys. BG wasn't, you know, w was here, but he was hurt. He didn't play. And everything meshed together right from the get-go so well. Mm -hmm. um, that's not easy to do with so many new faces. I think, you know, as as the offseason continued to go on and how we continued to add people to the roster. And CJ, GJ, yeah, another that, one. Yeah. Right, and right. And then you've seen it, like, we had the A.J. Brown trade, so – when you when you the, the CJ trade, when you seen all these guys coming in, I think another thing was that everybody saw like, hey man, we got a real shot. We got a real shot of winning and getting to the Super Bowl if if we can if we can buy in and do everything the right way, focus on the details, and man, that's what we did. Uh, I, I, like I, but like I said, I think as the roster continued to be built and you saw all these great pieces, all these guys who had had success in their careers come in, I think everybody started feeling like, man, I think we got a shot at this, like. If we give this thing our all and buy in, I think we got a real shot. One thing you hear coaches say a lot, and, you know, I've, I've heard you say it as well, you want to be playing your best football at the end of the year going into to the playoffs. I'm curious, as one of the leaders of the defense, where do you feel the defense is at in terms of being at your peak performance? Because I think you can look at the last month and say the team overall, injuries, you know, maybe some inconsistent play in, heading into the postseason. Where do you feel the defense is at heading into Saturday's game? I, I feel like our best ball is still ahead of us. I still don't feel like we I still feel like we haven't played our best game yet. And it's to be expected. As we said earlier, a lot of new pieces. Yeah. While we have been connected, we are still finding out how to gel together, right? A lot of a lot of new guys in the, in this defense for the first time this year. Um, you know, and I, and I and I feel like basically it's that. So, we know the playoff matchup obviously uh the giants will be coming here on saturday a team you've faced twice um i guess just you know you mentioned you got to do a little early scouting report on them what, what are your initial thoughts on the matchup uh first of first and foremost not to take them for granted you know this is a team we have beaten twice this year i said it earlier in a, in a different interview man it's hard to beat the same team three times and um you know just basically not overlooking anything not looking at what we've done the, the first two games, understanding that playoff atmosphere is different. Guys are giving it their all and that we def that the Giants are going to come in here and they're going to give us their best shot. How much do you take 
from that second game because they did rest some guys. Uh, I mean, first of all, how much game planning went into that as opposed to a normal week? And, you know, what, I guess, could you take from that game considering the circumstances? Uh, just that, you know, no matter who they had it, man, those guys still fought hard. That second game, even though they rested their starters, they still fought hard. I thought they played really decently and um, that mm -hmm. they, they competed at a high level. Uh, and that was without their starters. So just like I said earlier, knowing that, they're going to have their starters this time, and intensity is going to be, be up. They just came off a big win against the Vikings in, in, in playoff contention. Yeah. You know, so their adrenaline, you know, adrenaline, their momentum, they're going to have that on their side. Um, it's about us focusing on the little details and not taking them for granted. So offensively, Hassan, how you doing? <laughs> Good, uh, yourself? Not too bad. Uh, offensively, what, where, where, did you, where would you say that you have – who is the person on offense that you have to stop in order to have success? against this Giants offense? Uh, most definitely Daniel Jones and Saquon. You know, they're, they're the engine of their offense. Uh, Daniel, he's been using his legs as well as throwing the ball great. And then Saquon, man, what a year he's had, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, after after the injuries, to come back and had the year he had, man. He looked, he looked like the same Saquon from college, if you ask me. So I, I definitely think um, to, to win, we're going to have to we're gonna have to contain those guys and um, make sure that they're not giving their energy, I mean, their offense any energy. What's, How, the, what's the key to slowing down Daniel, uh, Daniel Jones running? Because he's he's weird because he, he always – every time he takes off, it's like all this open mm -hmm. ground. I guess because people are starting to respect his, his passing ability. Exactly, and and that's the thing, understanding who he is now and what he's been doing this year. He's been doing a really good job of using his legs in situations where uh, his arm can't help him. And I, I think that, like I said, we got to contain him. we got to stop him from making big plays. You mentioned uh, how they're coming off a big playoff win. Um, I think, you know, I, I was on the, the radio today, and what you're hearing a lot is, man, the Giants are going to come in so fired up off that win. And they're really, you know, they're able to play loose because they're heavy underdogs. And the Eagles are going to have to match their intensity in this game. I think, you know, you, they're going to have to match your guys' intensity. You're the ones at home. You're the one seed. How do you go about making sure that you guys, you mentioned, don't take it for granted but come out ready to go considering all the time you've had off. To continue to approach this game like we approached the rest of them, you know, how we approached the regular season, just yeah. taking it day by day, focusing and honing in on the little details. It's always been a little, and I, keep, I always say the little details because in games where we've lost this year, you've seen it. Guys didn't pay attention to the little things. The little things is what God is. Somebody not being in, in the right position here, just something little here, there, here, you know, yeah. throughout the throughout our losses. So, just understanding that, um, and, and understanding that we can make mistakes, man. This thing is 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 is, is when to go home. Have, have you noticed? I know the week is just beginning, but maybe you know a renewed focus or kind of other captains saying what you're saying. Like, what's the vibe of the team now that you guys know your I, I just, uh, opponents? You know. I seen it on Twitter, guys texting. You know, just the energy. Our energy is there. It, it, we're ready to go. Yeah. You know, we're ready to go. We're excited. When we know what's at stake, then at stake, and we're ready to give it our all. I think we're going to also have our energy up and, and ready to go. I, I seen Kaiser tweeting, Lane tweeting. <laughs> everybody like, okay, we got the Giants. We're yeah. ready. Let's go. Let's let, let's get this thing going. That narrative cracks me up. I heard the same thing that you did, Elliot. Like, oh, the Eagles are going to have to match the Giants' energy. Well. 
I mean, there's a reason this team went 14 and three, yeah. and 14 and one with Jalen at quarterback. I mean, energy's not the problem. So mm, not at all. I don't think I don't think an Eagles team that went 14 and three and coming off a bye week is going to have any problem with energy, especially not with the fans we have. I was going to say, fans. I mean, <laughs> if you just look here at Chickies, obviously it's a mm-hmm. packed house. People you can tell mm-hmm. are, are very excited. Have have you thought about what it's going to be like running out onto that field Saturday I, I, night yet? I'm already knowing. It's, it's going to be crazy loud, man. They, the fans have been great all year. They've been loud all year. They've made every away game feel like a home game. Yeah. This is playoffs. This is winner go home. I, I know that the energy is going to be crazy. And that's why you work hard for home field advantage right exactly. there. You know, I mean, as much as maybe the last month of season, you know, you wanted to go 4-0. and but all those wins early on in the year got it. So Saturday night, you know, the red-hot Giants or whatever have to come into the link to play you guys. That has to be a big moral boost knowing they're coming to you. Listen, it's going to be hard, man. It's going to be hard, as I said. But the fan, the way, with our fans and the way you guys been loud all year, it's, it's, it's going to be an amazing atmosphere. I know it. I can't wait. I, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. Man. <laughs> it's going to be crazy, man. Yeah. I mean, there hasn't been a home playoff game here. Really, 2019, we all just kind of try to erase that from our memory. But outside of that, since the Super Bowl run. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be exciting to see the link on Saturday night. All right, we're going to take a quick break here. Come back much more with Hassan Reddick. Talk about this game on Saturday. Uh, Players Lounge here at Chickies and Pete's. And uh, we'll be right back on WIP. Welcome back to the Chickies and Pete's Players Lounge. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Elliot Shore Parks, Ruben Frank, Hugh Douglas. And Hassan Reddick is in the house, ladies and gentlemen. All pro over here. So, Hassan, we talked in the last segment about the upcoming playoff game. I definitely want to get into more into that. But the regular season is over. And it, one thing that stood out to me this year is how Nick managed you guys throughout the year. Practice, training camp. You're going to have potentially all 22 starters. How are you feeling physically going into the playoffs? And what do you think now that it was your first year with Nick? on how they managed you guys throughout the year. And I, th- I thought they did a great job of, uh, you know, keeping us physically uh, ready to go, mm-hmm. you know. Um, honestly, I think this may be the, the team that I've been on that does it the best. Um, and, and, and it shows, like you said, we're, about to go, we're ready to go in the playoffs, possibly with all 22 starters. Yeah. That, that's major, especially going in the postseason. How much do you think the depth on the defensive line helped you guys this year? And, Rube, correct me if I'm wrong. I think it was the first time in NFL history, four guys with 10-plus sacks. First time. And not just 10-plus. I mean, 16, 12, 11. You guys you know, weren't just getting right there. First time with five guys with seven sacks. You throw Fletch in there. Yeah, and Fletch had a, a huge bounce back here, yes, I think. Um, how much of the depth helped you guys just not only stay healthy but stay fresh as well? Uh, man, I thought it helped a lot. And it, even more so than that, just – it felt like there was no drop-off in production when we had, you know, our next side of guys coming in, which just truly shows the type of work we put in throughout the week and, you know, what, what this thing means. We out there, we're competing with each other, competing against our opponents, and we're having fun all at the same time, man. So it's been a beautiful thing. Really, Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. 
Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. You got, you're playing with uh, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, two Eagles legends, two of the best pass rushers this team has ever seen. I know Fletcher plays a, a bit of a different position lining up inside. But did you, what did you learn from them this year? I mean, I noticed you guys all seem to kind of take each a little bit from each other's game. What did you learn from Brandon and Fletcher and kind of these lifelong Eagles? Just look, most importantly, some little, you know, vet tips on, you know, listening and uh, pre-snap communication between the offense, things like that, uh, honing in on certain words so you can see where the ball is going on. I think that was a big help. And then, you know, uh, after that, just taking care of your body, right? Yeah. You, you look at these guys. These guys have been playing for, I think this is what, year 11 for Fletch and 12 or 13 for I BG. I think so, yeah. Like, 13 for BG. Yeah, right. They'll still, still be going this long or um, to be having the years they had after doing a decade worth of playing football. I mean, that's just big praises to them and how they take care of their body. And I've definitely learned, you know, getting in the sauna more, sweating out some of the bad things in your body, uh, you know, preparing, you know, the way that they prepare for practice, man. Just a lot of vet things I learned from you. The, uh, the, not only do you seem to learn from your teammates, but defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon. Mm-hmm. Um, up for head coaching jobs. You've been a big fan of him all year. What, uh, what have you learned from this year, and what's your experience been like with him? Man, I, I learned so much from just, you know, little tips and details based off of alignment, things like that. Um, and then just the energy as far as, like, how I've been around him, what have I learned about him, the energy that he brings each and every day. I mean, yeah. he, he brings, he's one of the guys that has the most juice each and every day, just excited about football at all times. And, you know, even practice, being hyped for practice, waiting to see what type of practice we have. It just gets him fired up for game day, and, and I love it, man. He's, he's, bring the, he's brought a juice that and an energy to our defense that uplifts us. Yeah, this is, you've talked over the last couple of weeks about, maybe feeling vindicated uh, about your career. Uh, a lot of people doubted you. A lot of people questioned you early on. Uh, you've answered those really not just this year, but over the last couple of years. Um, how do you, you, do you use that to drive you, uh, or do you, does that distract you? How do you kind of, where does that fit in with your whole thing? You know, it's like the old saying, I carry like a chip on my shoulder, man. Um, you know, and this thing, I just want to be the best. I want to be the best football player, professional football player that Hassan Reddy can be. And in doing so, I just, I, I work, I work hard and, you know, I'm trying to break every negative narrative they made, uh, you know, my first three years in the NFL, man. And I think I'm doing a good job of that. Have so, you talked to BG about that at all? Because there's a real parallel mm-hmm. between your careers of 
you know, at first, neither one of you was really in the right situation. And ironically, it was Washburn's dad who was his coach. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, you kind of found your way. And once the everything was in place, the system, the scheme, the coaching staff, the teammates, you know, both of you guys really blossomed. Yeah, and, and that was one of the things I got to learn about BG as well because we do, we do talk about it, man. We actually talked about some personal things that go on our, going on in our life. And it, it's just been crazy for us to be able to help each other in that way. Um, because sometimes he's able to confide in me and I'm able to confide in him. And it's, it's kind of like a, you know, that brother relationship, that, that good teammate relationship, that relationship you want to see between your players. So, man, just appreciate having him around this year, man, and the knowledge that he's brought, the energy that he's brought each and every day. Like, I don't think anybody's more excited about this than he is. So what that ticket request looking like right now, man? I mean, I'm pretty, you know, you from around this way. So I'm pretty sure that you've had a lot of family hitting you up for tickets. So how do you handle that with, with so much riding on this game this weekend? Man, just trying to, trying to, you know, spread it out throughout the games, you know. I, so I, so, so wait, wait, let me get this like, okay, mom, mom, get tickets. Mom, mom, well, and, no, mom, mom, mom and dad, they good for everything. They good for yeah, everything, good. but everybody else, yeah, you get good. like a two-ticket allotment per yeah. every fourth game or something like yeah, that? Exactly. So, I, like, I, you know, I try to do it. Everybody asks each and week. Each week I let them know, like, hey, man, y'all got this week. Or, you know, such and such, y'all got this week. Ben is doing now playoffs, and it's, it's not that many games to spread out. We're gonna have to see, man. It might might make them play rock paper scissors or something. But you know, a lot of a lot of players from this area have trouble coming back and playing here. We've seen guys. There's a lot of distractions. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody wants to PCU. There's, I mean, there's benefits of it. You're you're kind of back in your comfort zone. But um, has there been a challenge to that aspect of it for you? N man, not at all. Um, I think. I think the biggest thing about coming back home was knowing that the, the kind of pressure that I would have on me, you know, and I'm just happy that I was able to rise to the occasion. It's, it's, it's honestly, it's one of the biggest driving forces, you know, for me this year outside of like my teammates and my coaches and stuff like that, man, uh, coming back home, playing in front of my family and just making sure that I don't let anybody down at the end of the day and um, definitely not myself. So it's definitely a driving factor of, uh, you know, what, what, what's, what's pushing me, what's my why, you know, what's my motivation behind this thing, and I'm just glad that I rose to the occasion. So much, so much focus on this year, and rightfully so. I mean, you guys have a legitimate chance to win the Super Bowl, but you are signed here for, for a lot of years, and you talk so much about coming home and being part of this franchise. Now, you, you know, a year with the franchise, obviously this year is huge, but looking forward, it feels like the future is so bright because of all the talent you have on defense and all the work you guys put in this year. When you look forward, how are you feeling about where this year has put you guys to be you know, perennial type contenders? It's, it's, I think the thing that was built this year more than anything was a culture and a brand. Mm -hmm. and, and when you have that, right, because a lot of guys aren't going to be able to be here next year, but when you got guys, when you, the guys that will be back, right, now that they've seen what it looked like, they can carry that. And, and hopefully it's something that's carried for a long time throughout, you know, teams to come, you know, down the line. Mm -hmm. As long as we keep this culture, this brand of football, the way we've been playing, man, I think, I think the future for Philly is really bright. I remember you talking about Sean Bradley talking to you when you were thinking of signing because he, he had been here. So are you going to put your recruiter hat on and, uh, you know, tell CJ, GJ, James, <laughs> Kaiser, all these guys, like, you know, let's keep this thing going in Philly. Most definitely, man. I would, I would, I would love and hope, you know, in, in some type of way that we can retain as many guys as we can. Yeah. Because 
we, we did build and connect this year, and I would love to see these guys back next year. That way that we can continue to get this thing transcending in the right spot, in the a, in a, in a right way. Each year just getting better and better because we're around each other for another year, and we've been in the same system for another year, and we're just growing in each and every way together. Howie's got this. I mean, if anyone can keep things together, <laughs> Howie, Howie, Howie has <laughs> done, a tre- done a tremendous job of, of bringing guys in, uh, making some, some moves. With this team, I mean, I, I commend him. Like, I remember Howie when he first started out here with the Philadelphia Eagles, and he's grown and become one of those guys that, you know, he's trying to win. Mm-hmm. And that's what you want from the gym. You want somebody that's trying to win championships every year. Exactly. And like we, like we said already, his off-season moves, the moves that he made before the season start, started showed what he, what, what he had in mind. You know Committed, what I'm saying? Yeah. He, he, was, he was all in on this year and trying to get the job done. So hopefully we could get this thing done, man. Was there, was there a certain moment in the season where you thought, okay, this is it? Like, this is where we've gelled, we're good enough, where you thought, all right, you started to think of those playoff games and having a legitimate chance at winning the Super Bowl. Is there a specific moment you remember? Or? Man, just each and every game, you know, wins or losses, it just always seemed like when we lost, I felt like, okay, it was something that we needed. This would is, this is, mm. get us relocked and refocused. And then our wins just – Oh, yeah, man, explosive play at the explosive play. Things not going our way and somebody make a big play and then all the hope is just is, is back again. Yeah. And when, when, you look, when you look at the season and how the season's been and how we fought even when we had adversity, I think that right there showed me, uh, especially how we uh, came back after the um, – what game was that? Well, why, the, 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 the Redskins Yeah, game. Washington. Well, yeah. After the Redskins game. You know, that I figured that game right there would show how uh, what type of team we were, mm-hmm. you know. Won the next five after that. Won the next, exactly. So that right there, that let me know, like, all right, we, we're, we're the real deal. We can bounce back from adversity. We could continue to fight even when the game, you know. And you know what was cool is the, the next game after Washington, I think it was the Colts game, and you guys were down like 13 in the fourth quarter. So that was the ultimate adversity. You guys faced it just, up? Just, just fighting, man. You know, we, we embracing that, that, that Philly culture, taking it with us each and every game and just trying to overcome any obstacle. So what's this week look like for you? Obviously playing on Saturday, uh, so you're not going to have the full week. I mean, you've been off already a, uh, a full week with the bye, but what's it look like for you? I mean, is there extra time put in? Just kind of how are you planning out your first week heading into a playoff game? Man, I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to do the same thing I did this this whole regular season has been yeah. working for me, which is getting off my feet, resting when I have the time to rest. And, you know, when it's time to practice, when it's time to go, go. Go push myself, go try to get better. And when I'm able to, you know, get off my feet, rest, watch some film, watch some TV, and make sure my body is in the best shape that, you know, that it can be for game day so I'm ready to go and give it all that I got. You think you'll talk to some of the guys, you know, you guys have a, an interesting roster in the way that, Young guys, but also a lot of playoff experience. Guys that have won Super Bowls, they've played in big games in Philly. Here, do you reach out to guys like that so you can kind of talk? Right, what am I? What am I walking into here on Saturday night? We've we've already been talking about it. You yeah. know, we've already been talking about it. it. Started last week, right? We had the the uh, we we had the first week by, but we also had practice. And just I remember, you know, talking. That we came in one day, and we you know we weren't. And pads, hey. mm-hmm. And then I remember BG saying, "Man, this is the same thing we did that 2017 year, and we won a Super Bowl." He was like, "Hey, man, I'm rocking. If it's going to get us a Super Bowl, I'm willing to do whatever it's going to take." And right then and there, I was like, "Hey, y'all been there already? <laughs> I'm following suit. I want the same thing. I'm willing to do whatever it takes." You know what's crazy? There's only three starters who've never been in the postseason. 
Mm. I think it's you, Kaiser, and Reed. Mm. But Reed's a rookie, so obviously Kaiser's with the with the uh, Chargers. Chargers. So he, yeah. So yeah, and so it's a really experienced playoff savvy team. Mm, and, and that's one of the things that I think is going to help us. Guys know what this type of atmosphere is. They they know that you got to give it everything. There's nothing to hold back. Like. Is when, is when to go home. Like There's no more to say about it. And look, I can tell by this crowd that I don't think anybody's ready to go home next Saturday. You can really tell that these people are fired up. Uh, they believed in you all year, and I think for good reason, heading into Saturday, everybody should feel really confident about where you guys are at. I think you're going to win the game against the Giants. I'll say it right here. Uh, you don't have to give your official prediction, but... I do want to say once again, thank you so much for being a part of the Players' Lounge this year. Hopefully we have you back before that Super Bowl yes, in, uh, in February. Thank you to uh, Hugh and Rube for uh, sticking around. Everyone, we got Cowboys Buccaneers next uh, on WIP. So once again, thank you to everybody that came out to listen to Chickies and Pete's. It's only the number one sports bar in America. In and we world, will most really. definitely be talking to you guys next Monday. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.